From Welcome Villain Films, the studio that brought you the horror hit Malum, as well as Beaten to Death and Hunter Killer, comes their newest nightmare, Mind, Body, Spirit, now available on digital. Directed by Alex Haynes and Matthew Miranda, and produced by Dan Asma, Mind, Body, Spirit follows Anya, an aspiring yoga influencer, as she embarks on a ritual practice left behind by her estranged grandmother. What starts as a spiritual self-help guide quickly evolves into something much more sinister. As Anya becomes increasingly obsessed with the mysterious power of the practice, she unwittingly unleashes an otherworldly entity that begins to take control of her life and her videos. Now, Anya must race to unlock the truth before her descent into madness threatens to consume her mind, body, and spirit. During its festival tour, which stops at Chattanooga Film Festival and the Unnamed Footage Festival, Mind, Body, Spirit garnered praise from critics who call it a found footage version of Hereditary and a knockout found footage horror movie for the live stream era. Experience the first ever yoga-themed found footage horror film and don't miss the film viewers have called extremely frightening and upsetting. Available now on digital anywhere you rent or buy movies online, including Prime Video and Apple Plus. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. movie comedy podcast we're gonna tell you the entirety of a movie spoilers and all i am ketrin porter and i'm kim burns uh, we got there <laughs> i thought you were gonna say that you were telling a movie ketrin's oh. telling a movie and i'm listening and trying to stay alive yeah i'm gonna tell a movie <clears throat> excuse me oh ketrin's yawning she's wearing pajamas i <laughs> thanks for getting out of bed for this podcast <laughs> ketrin good lord i <laughs> <laughs> I do, yeah. I I'm really into matching pajama sets now. Am I just? What am I transitioning to? I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel great about it. I'm glad that I feel good that you feel good about it. Yeah. I don't feel good about it as your best friend. Yeah. It feels like we're going down different paths. Yeah, but we always we always cross paths, and your 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 path is is 
is parallel to my, it's supportive of my path. I'm walking through the forest. You're going to take the urban it's city always streets. It's felt parallel. And yours is fearing like, feeling like it's going a little divergent right now. No, no, no. It's just, it's a little diagonal. There's you're going deep into the woods. I can't see you anymore. <laughs> you're deep in it. <laughs> there's a road that's a city street, right? And next to it is a forest. And there's a road that goes through the forest. And you got to go pretty deep into it. But we come out on the other side and have mimosas. Okay. Deal. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know what's happening to me. How was your week? Oh. <laughs> Kim's like, I just appeared this second. Uh, <laughs> Mentally. <laughs> yeah. I'm just feeling stressed and overwhelmed. And yeah. it's making my brain a little mushy. So yeah. I don't know. I think it was good besides the things that are making me stressed and overwhelmed that I'm not ready to talk about yet. But my sure, sure. my personal life, I believe, is good. Did yes. I see you? Did we at, do Secret Santa? We did Secret Santa. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. At our friend Steph, Stephanie's We did our house. LA girl Secret Santa. Uh, uh, I got cash. Kim got cash. <laughs> what did you end up buying with it? Nothing yet. I don't have time or energy for that. I'm the worst person to give give cash cash or a gift card to. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm going to pay a bill with that probably. I know. That's why I was like, of all the people to give cash to and the decision of a million things, Kim is not the one. I'd prefer a gift. Yeah. Um, My gifts, uh, I'd prefer a gift off my list. Yes. There you go. I, uh, Kim was probably really happy about my gifts because they were very fashionable. They were gifts. very cute. They were yeah. they were veering back into the city road and less <laughs> and down into the forest. Yeah, yeah. So and and Kim, those they were, were cute on and fashionable. List. I picked those. Okay. So like, I'm not fully okay. gone. Okay. I'm just a little gone. <laughs> Eric sent a picture of my mushrooms that I'm growing on my windowsill. They are majestic. Oh, and I also almost got into an accident because of a crow today. So, yeah, you know. Yep. That's why I didn't vote in the Instagram poll because I'm pro neither. (laughs) Honestly, when I hear I am neither pro nor there. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, When I hear it all back, sort of in succession, (laughs) I do have a lot of empathy for you as my friend thank you i you know what i appreciate that thank you so much you're welcome i mean i'm it's it's not gonna change anything but no I do it, but just I the do acknowledgement yeah it's um i mean she, you're lucky that we're already 20 years deep because uh, <laughs> if this was a new friendship i might be questioning things imagine, imagine. like if this was college i'd be like mm, she's gonna be friends with the guy who carries dressed the Gandalf as, uh, dressed as Gandalf staff. And I I'll, owe him I'll an do apology. My own thing. I owe him an apology. I had so much judgment about that kid walking around in a cape with a Gandalf stick, and I called him on it, and I called him Gandalf. And now I'm like, you were living the dream, kid. You were living yeah. the dream. If you but, can, he- if you can hear this, Ian from college. <laughs> but I you know. and I wouldn't be friends, so I would have forced it, mm-hmm. and you would have succumbed. Mm. I'm so charming. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, do you want to hear a movie? I really do. I'm so excited for this one. I've been 
I had to work really hard to not watch this one. I know. I know. And usually, you know, I don't work as hard to not watch. Usually I just don't watch. But this one really kept trying to show itself to me on planes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's uh, so guys, I'm doing Black Phone, the Black Phone. Uh, it is directed by Scott Derrickson, who also directed Sinister. Sinister. So we like Sinister. Yeah. So he and that Ethan Hawke. Yeah. He and Ethan Hawke are in love because um, Ethan Hawke is in this one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was written by Joe Hill, but Joe Hill actually wrote a short story that this is based on. Mm-hmm. And then Scott Derrickson and C. Robert Cargill were the other writers. Well, I think, th- I think they both wrote. Sinister. sinister too yeah yeah um okay is joe hill oh i'm gonna say something that i don't feel good about i can cut it maybe i'll google it first so i can feel smart okay great you can leave all of it in though okay great <laughs> <laughs> okay here's what i parts. think here's what i think i'm gonna google okay is joe hill stephen king's son oh shit i don't fucking know let's find out Stephen King's son, Joe Hill. <laughs> self high five. Yeah, uh, self high five and friend high five. Two high fives. Yes. Um, I just, you know, we. I just. I can't be confident in my in my names and my words, especially when you have Swiss cheese brain, like you just <laughs> said that you did. But I really thought that was the case, but I didn't know if it was a. I don't even know my mess up names anymore. I just make a joke about it. <laughs> okay, dead or alive? You ready? Yep. Uh, Finny. Alive. Gwen. Alive. Dad. Alive. Max. Dead. Grabber. Dead. Robin. Mm, dead. Shocked face. Ah! Shocked face. I don't know if shocked is good or bad. Yep. Okay. But I can assume it's good because usually I'm bad. (laughs) Or am I shocked at how consistently you're bad? (laughs) Okay. Black phone. Title card. North Denver, 1978. We got some boys playing baseball like actual baseball on a team they're like 13 and uh finney is our main character and he is the pitcher and it is two outs one strike this is the game okay okay their other team's best batter is up to plate bruce yamada and everyone is cheering bruce 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 Finney throws a pitch. It's a strike, a swinging strike. So oh, now it's two outs, two strikes. two strikes. Bottom of the ninth. Bottom of the ninth. He throws the next pitch, and it's a oh. hit. It's a home run. It oh, goes no. over the fence. <laughs> we can assume the game was tied, and now Bruce's team wins, and Finney's team loses. And. Uh, Finn, Finn's pretty devastated. Like I looked at sure. Eric and I was like, I was like, this is, this is why it's so hard for me to watch children play sports because it just like breaks my heart. Like watching a yeah. kid lose, it just is so painful to me. But <clears throat> they're doing the you know good game, good game, good game, good game. Finny is 
slinking off, pretty devastated. The girl that he has a crush on, like, just kind of walked away. So, like, you know. And Mm. then Bruce comes up to him. Hey, Bruce. And says, hey, man, you almost had me. Your arm is mint. Aw, Bruce. Shakes his hand and walks away, and Finney's got, like, a smile on his face. And it was really sweet. Cut to... Uh, come on and take a free ride. Come on and take a ride with me. Or whatever the fucking words are. Uh, so that song is playing. And Bruce is riding his bike down the street, happy as can be. And the girls are walking by and waving at him and being like, hi, Bruce. Then off in the baseball field, we see that Finney is practicing making like a bottle rocket, you know, so Mm -hmm. he's in the field. And so it shoots up into there and we see Bruce like hear the pop of the Mm -hmm. rocket and then it come down with its parachute and Bruce just kind of smiles like it's a good day. Like he's just like, it's a great fucking day. Yeah. So he's riding down the street and then we see in slow motion a van, a black van, come around the corner, and our scene fades to black. Oh, so no, now, Bruce. You're having the best day ever. So now we have credits, uh, and it's just a lot of creepy, grainy imagery mm-hmm. of the town, the kids, but it's all kind of, like, distorted and whatever, but we see a lot of missing posters. A lot, a lot of missing posters. Okay. Of different kids. Cut to. Did you yes. know that, you know the song Runaway Train? Do you remember yeah. their uh, music video? Uh, maybe if I saw it, I'd recognize it. It had like milk boxes oh, yes, yes, of yes. Like, kids that were actually missing and yes. they would like update it and stuff yes. like that. Do you know that like 30 some of those kids were found because of the music video? Well, I don't know if it's because the of the music up. video, but at least like 30 some of those kids were found. That's amazing. I know. That's really cool. I mean, even if it wasn't because of the music video, like the chances of finding that many kids is still pretty impressive. I could be wrong about that, but it was like it was like an impressive number. Like I was like, holy shit. That's really cool. Uh That was like my favorite song at that time. I was obsessed with it. But you were also like, I hope I become a missing child. I, I was like, I, I want to run away. I was like, I'm <laughs> yeah. a runaway train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how how uh, do I jump on this train and get out of here? Yeah, exactly. Um, so now we cut to a house. Um, breakfast time. Modest little house. Um, there's beer cans all over the counter. Uh-huh. And uh, dad is sitting at the table reading a newspaper. Finney is sitting across from him eating cereal. And the house is completely silent until dad just lowers the newspaper and looks at Finney and is like, can you slurp that a little louder? I don't think they heard you in Boulder. Jeez. Um, trigger, major trigger warning, by the way, for you, for, um, and for anyone, uh, the child abuse portrayed in this was, um, unfortunately the kids were exceptional actors, which makes Uh, those scenes even harder to watch. 
when the kid is just portraying it so well, it's difficult. So I'm probably going to kind of gloss over those scenes a little bit. So Finney starts kind of eating more quietly, I guess. And then Finney's sister, Gwen, comes in. And they have bread in like a bread box, you know, like those old timey bread boxes. Uh huh. Yeah. And she pulls the door down, but like it slips and it bangs on the counter, and everyone Uh-oh. is like, like stops. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> and the dad like flinches, and Gwenny is just like, "Sorry, Daddy," and both the kids are like terrified. Yeah. But then. Dad puts the paper back up and we see Gwen and Finney like share a funny look together. So like Cute. they're very much yeah, a very special team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really um, l- lovely relationship that they portrayed in the writing of it and the directing of it. But also like these kids were exceptional actors. Really good. Um. So now we're walking to school, and Finney and Gwen are talking about some girl in Gwenny's class that, like, wants to marry some famous actor of 1978 that I didn't recognize. And she's like, it's just crazy. I'm going to hold out for Danny Bonaducci. <laughs> and I was like, girl, don't. Don't. Don't hold out for Danny Bonaducci. Um, they then walk by Bruce's missing poster. Bruce. And they regard it with familiarity. So Bruce didn't just go missing. Like, this isn't news to them. Mm-hmm. Like, they've uh, walked by that sign a lot. Yeah. Over the last, let's say, maybe like a couple weeks. Like, it hasn't been like months yeah. or whatever, but yeah. it's, you know. And Finney definitely is the more optimistic of the two. And uh, Gwen just kind of like walks away silently. And Finney's like, you don't think they're going to find him, do you? And Gwen just looks at him and says, not the way they want to. Whoa, gosh. So Finney is 13. Gwen is, they almost feel like the same age, but Gwen is younger. So let's, Mm -hmm. let's call her like 11 though. Like they're pretty close in age. Um, Okay. So not the way they want to cut to a schoolyard brawl between a real stereotypical piece of shit bully. Sure. Who is much bigger than the kid he's about to beat up. The kid he's about to beat up is named Robin Ariano. And the piece of shit bully calls Robin Ariano a nail, uh, I'm going to nail you to the wall, you spiny little Mexican slur. Oh. Yeah. Now, Robin is kind of teeny. Like, I'm going to go ahead and say, like, short and scrawny, even for Uh his age. They start the Robin is just standing there, though, and he's actually got kind of like a bandana around his forehead. Karate kid style. Karate kid style. And he says, OK, man, like basically the equivalent of like, come at me, bro. But what yeah. they said in 1978 and the bully takes a swing and Robin is like, 
has that look on his face. It's like, oh, I'm so glad you did that. Because Robin demolishes Yay, this dude. Robin. Because he has, like, actual <clears throat> training. Like, mm-hmm. he is pulling moves out on this kid that this kid literally doesn't know what hit him. Um, and he does this one thing where, like, he gets him in a headlock but flips him around so that he, he's strangling him from behind, basically. So the guy is almost doing, like, a wow. like an, an arched back like that. And uh-huh. Robin has him around the neck, gets him down to the ground, and Robin just starts wailing on this dude to the point mm. where now I'm kind of like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you, won. Got, you, you won. Okay, you won. And Gwen <clears throat> is, there's like, a, you know, a crowd of kids standing around. And Gwen is like, yeah, just like, get him. And Finny is kind of like, come on, Gwen, let's go. Like, he's really uncomfortable. And Gwen is like, good, he deserved it. And she's like, he had it coming. He beat you up. Like, why are you, you know, whatever. And Finney is like, yeah, I know he beat me up. I was there. I don't want to talk about it. But like, I just kind of feel like it was a lot, you know. And Gwen makes a comment of like, yeah, Robin is the toughest kid in school now since the grabber took pinball Vance. And Finney is like, don't say the grabber. And Gwen is like, that's ridiculous. He doesn't just take kids that use the name the grabber. Like, it's it, he's a person, not a ghoul, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Finney's like, I know, I know. And she's like, okay, so then say it. And he still won't say it. So now we cut to Finney in class. And he's looking at Donna, who's his crush. Donna. Donna's such a 70s name. It is the most 70s. Like, I'm like, was anyone named anything other than Donna? Not that I know of. I think it might. It might just have been all Donna's. And this one girl, Gwen. Um, (laughs) And so he's looking at her and she catches him and he like, you know, looks away. The bell rings and Finney leaves class and he's walking through the crowded hallways but he sees that there are not one, not two, but three bullies following him through oh, the crowded uh, hallway. So he attempts to round a corner to lose them and goes into the boys' bathroom, goes into a stall and perches on the toilet. But they come in and they're like, Finny, come out. Finny. So Finny comes out. Because, like, he's like, what, I mean, I'm, they know I'm in here. Like, what am I going to do? And so the boys are like, why are you in here? And he's like, what? And he's like, well, this is the boys' room, not the F-word room. Mm-hmm. Then the door opens again, and everyone turns. <gasps> Who do you think it is? Robin? Yeah! Robin! It's Robin. And the three bullies the look at him. Around. Around. That's that song actually plays anytime Robin walks into a room. <laughs> Good as it should. It's great. It's just a um, theme song that follows him around. I want that. That would be we should I know you can't decide right now, and I certainly can't decide for me. We should come up with what our theme what our theme songs would Someone be. Someone just told me that this should be the song that you walk out to for if you were a baseball player. It was something Someone about just told fire. You that? Yeah. Because of Kim Burns. 
Oh. I think it was about fire. Fuck. Oh, I'm not going to remember. I'll oh, think and, you, and you don't remember who it was either to ask them. I remember them. who it was or where it was or when it was or what they said. Except Maybe. that it, they were like, that should be your walk-on song. Yeah, all you have is <laughs> song, fire, walk. <laughs> not even sure. Not even fully sure that fire is correct anymore. <laughs> Why don't you? But I remember agreeing. Mm. And I remember saying, yes. And I also like that song. So, okay. That's that was the exciting part. That's the emotional yeah. memory. Got it. But we'll see. Put Sleep Kim on it. Sleep I'll Kim's still been like do. really on it. Mine would be the White Lotus theme song. <laughs> Catherine sang that to me earlier, and I was like, "You're not making a tune. There's no song coming out. You just sound like a turkey." I hear it in my head, guys. For those of you that know, you know. If you know, you know. Am I right? I do know. And no. No. Kim knows a no. You're just a turkey. I'm just a turkey. I'm just a turkey. <laughs> what are we <laughs> It's so good, you guys. This song is so good. Okay. <laughs> just a was dancing to that as if it was the song because I was just making turkey sounds. Yeah, turkey sounds. Okay. So Finney doesn't do anything. He just looks at them and says, dipshits, move. And they move out of the way. He goes to the sink. And in front of these three dudes and Finney, he's only talking to like... Finn. So he walks over and he's just like, hey, Finn, what's up? And Finn's like, hey, Robin, not much. (laughs) (laughs) And Robin is washing blood off his knuckles from the fight. And he's like, and he's like, hey, man, that bully, whatever his name is, he's got some sharp fucking teeth. My knuckles wouldn't stop bleeding all through class. Ah. And like the bully, the other bullies are just like, and (laughs) and so then he turns to them and he says fuck with finn again i fuck with you you can leave now robin yeah oh i'm so happy for him he's the best so finny thanks him he's really gonna get laid in high school oh gosh yeah uh, so Finney thanks him and Robin is like, you know, you're going to have to stand up for yourself one of these days, though. And Finney is like, yeah, I know, you know, like I just yeah, I know. And then Finney is like, uh, oh, no, I guess Robin says, you know, I really thought Moose that was the bully. I really thought Moose would back down. I couldn't believe when he took that first swing. And Finney is kind of quiet. And he's like. Did you have to, though? Like, did you have to, like, talking about, like, wailing on him at the end? Yeah, like, beat the shit out of him. And Robin says, oh, yeah, the more blood, the better for the crowd. It makes a point. (gasps) Oh, Robin's a future MMA star. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, he drew blood on that kid and spared three other bullies from getting the shit beat out of them. Yeah, like no one's going to fuck with him. Exactly. Anymore. Yeah. 
So then they're talking and he's like, guess what I'm doing this weekend? And Finney's like, what? He's like, I'm going to see Texas Chainsaw Massacre again. <gasps> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yay. Aw. And he's like, it's the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and he was like, do you want to come see it with me? And Finney was like, oh, my God, my dad would like never in a million years let me mm-hmm. see that movie. And he's like, is it better than something Dragon, which was a, fa- a famous Bruce Lee movie? Oh, yeah. And uh, Robin is like, oh, you know, almost or whatever. And poor Finney's like, I'm going to see a Bruce Lee movie one day. Hmm. Like, I think just like his dad. Well, I guess. Yeah, I guess just like his dad won't let him go see movies or I'm not sure. Um, and then Robin is like, hey, by the way, can I come over after? school because I need more help with math and Finn's like sure cut to Gwenny in class and she is pulled out of class by two detectives <gasps> Gwen they're like can we talk to Gwen so she goes into the principal's office and two detectives are sitting there with the principal as well and they're like we were told that you're friends with Amy Yamada Amy Yamada is Bruce's sister. sister. Yeah. Okay. And she's like, yeah. And they're like, what did you say about Bruce? And Gwenny is like, I told her that I had a dream. (gasps) And they were like, and what was in the dream? And she was like, that he'd been taken by a man with black balloons in a van. And Sleep the, Gwen is psychic. Sleep Gwen, yeah. So you should really, what's Sleep Kim? How are her psychic abilities? Not great. I don't, I don't think they're great. She kind of yeah. just mixes up parts of Kim's life and oh. puts them all together, mashes yeah. them together. She's super helpful. We're not shading Sleep Kim. Sleep Kim yeah, is no, really. We're very grateful for her when she gets put on something. I mean, I guess I haven't put her on psychic duties Maybe see what happens. You know, she just tends to do what she. Maybe wants. you've just never. Maybe you've just never asked. I never asked. That, you know. Well, let's see. Let's see what you can I'll put give her it on. A shot. Do you know what that reminds me of one of my one of the sweetest parts of Friends when uh, Phoebe's David, the scientist who lives in Minsk, comes back and she misses a date with Joey, and Joey's really upset. But then he like goes to confront her, and she's crying, and she's like, "I may never see him again because he has to go back to Minsk to like, you know, do this." And he's like, "Joey's like, is there anything I can do?" And she's like, "I guess if you could figure out the formula for fusion." And Joey hugs her and then goes, "I could give it a shot." <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I love that scene. That's one of my favorite scenes. Aww. What are we talking about? Oh, so one cop is like understanding that he's talking to a child. The other cop is definitely bad cop. And he kind of like uh, gets in her face about it. So he's like, well, we found two black balloons at the scene and also a black balloon at another abduction site. And that information wasn't released. So how did you know? And, And she's like, I don't I don't know. And he's like, well, there's either a leak in the department or and Gwen goes. Or what? I'm the grabber? Obviously I'm the grabber, you dumb fucking <laughs> fart knockers. <laughs> I love Gwen. Gwen is awesome. I'm obsessed with Gwen. Gwen is so awesome. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> and 
So the good <laughs> dumb fucking fart knockers. There's so, a leak in the department that told only this 11 year old girl. So dumb. Yeah. Don't get me started, Kim. It lives in my heart and just wants to come out. Um, <laughs> so but the sounds I'm making should not equal the song. <laughs> yet they do. <laughs> So uh, the the good cop is kind of like, bro, like you deserve that, and the principal's kind of like Gwen. <laughs> um, and so he's like, Gwen, what can you tell us? And Gwen just kind of look like looks down, and she's like, sometimes my dreams are right. Wow. Yeah. And she's not happy about it. So they're walking home and uh, they Susie makes a right and Finn keeps going straight. And he's like, where are you going? She's like, it's Friday. I'm staying over at Susie's. And he's like, oh, right. Gwen like, makes oh. a right. Yeah. Yeah. Gwen makes a right. Sorry. Gwen makes okay. a right. And Finny keeps walking straight. And Finny's like, where are you going? And she says, I'm staying at Susie's. It's Friday. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, I'll look after dad. And he keeps walking home. Uh, cut to Finny at home. It's clearly nighttime now. And he comes into the living room and a record is playing and his dad is passed out in the chair. So he takes an empty beer bottle out of his hand so he doesn't drop it or beer bottle. I don't know if it's empty. And then he turns the record off and turns off the light. We now see that he's in the other room with the TV and he's eating a tub of ice cream while watching a scary movie. Mm. And he's like holding he's got this little he loves rockets because remember he was like shooting off a rocket Mm -hmm. um and he's got this little hand hand rocket what the fuck am i talking about he's got a little rocket that's also a flashlight and he he like kind of plays with it a lot in his hand in his hand yeah his hand rocket um a little pocket rocket if you pocket rocket (laughs) We can't talk about children's pocket rockets. No, we're not allowed. Um, Why did you bring it up, Ketrin? I'm so sorry. So (laughs) Finny is watching the movie and he's really scared of the movie. Oh, I meant to postmortem that. What movie is he watching? Um, Because it's a black and white movie, but then the bathtub is filled with blood and the blood is red. So it's definitely a horror movie that people know for sure. And... A scary thing happens and Finny like makes a sound, but then like covers his mouth and checks to make sure that his dad's still asleep mm-hmm. in the chair. Cut to the next morning. Finny, holding his little rocket, wakes up to screaming, screaming in the house. He goes downstairs, and uh, I will gloss over this. Dad is beating Gwen with a belt. He is really angry that the police came to his work, and she is sobbing and screaming back at him, and then she grabs his vodka bottle, and she's like, I'll drop it. And he lunges at her. She drops it. Mm. He goes after her more. Uh, she's sobbing and then he stops and we realize like this is a this is a refrain about her dreams. 
because he's like, you are not your mother. You do not see things that are not there. And he Mm. makes her say back to him three times, like as she's scream crying, my dreams are just dreams. And she like says it three times. Mm. And then he kind of, you know, I don't know how to describe that thing that abusers do where it's like eventually they just tire themselves out, I guess, you know? Mm -hmm. And so he just kind of stops and like holds his head and he's like, go watch TV. And so she runs away and he's like, and no ice on that bottom. I want you to think about whatever the fuck. So Finney is just like staring daggers at his dad. And, uh, he says something like, did you know about this or something? And Finney is just like, no, and is pissed and goes into the TV room. Gwen comes in and she's just like shaking and she just like rests his, sh- rests her shoulder on, rests her head on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> rests her shoulder. Rests her shoulder Whoa. on his head. <laughs> <laughs> so cut to Robin Ariano walking down the street. And we see that he turns a corner, and there's a black van there. Robin? Fades I to need black. you to pull out your karate kid. No, Robin! I need you to karate kid this one. Fades to black. Robin. So now we hear phones ringing all up and down the neighborhood. Just everyone getting a phone call. We see a commercial on the TV that's like, emergency, emergency. And the dad answers the phone and he comes into the room and he's like visibly upset, sad, not angry, like Mm -hmm. very upset. And he's like, Finney, I have to tell you something. And Finney's like, what? And he's like, did you know a kid named Robin Ariano? Mm. And Finney is like, yeah, he's my friend from school. And dad just like can't even say it. He just walks away. Oh, gosh. Uh, Cut to police all over the neighborhood uh, and uh, and everywhere, like, looking for him, like, looking through the woods and everywhere. And Finney is watching from his window, just, like, everyone outside, cop cop cars, everything. Ginny comes in to... Ginny. Gwen comes in to say goodnight to him. And she's just like, I'm really sorry. You know, I know that he was your friend. Mm-hmm. And Finney is like, don't say was. Mm. And she's like, okay, sorry. Question one, what do you ask of Gwen? What does Finney ask of Gwen? Gwen, can you put sleep Gwen on it, please? Tell us what happened. Sleep Gwen, hand in hand. Sleep Gwen, let's do it. So she's like, he's like, can you do that dream thing? And Gwen is like, you know that it doesn't work that way. And he's like, well, can you just try? I mean, literally how we put Sleep Kim on stuff, where she's like, I don't know if she's available. And we're like, but just try. Like, let's just see. Yeah. So we cut to Gwen opening a dollhouse. Like, she has a dollhouse that, like, opens up Mm -hmm. so that you can see everything inside. So she opens it up, but she just takes out, like, all the Jesus stuff that she has, like, a a card with the Virgin Mary on it, a Bible, a rosary, a cross, another cross, a statue <laughs> of Jesus, just G- all Jesus all day. Okay. And she's like, she asks for 
Jesus to give Finney his friend back. Mm. But then she's like, I know that whole thing about free will. So you can't, I don't know. I don't know the rules. <laughs> like she says to Jesus, I don't, I don't know the rules. Fair. Yeah. Fair. And she's like, maybe you could show me something that could help. And like, and she's like, and if you do that, I'll, I'll follow you forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gwen. Oh. And so then she hears her dad coming. So she like jumps into bed and he opens the door and he's like, I heard you up. And she's like, I'm sorry, daddy. And he's like, I love you. She's like, I love you too, daddy. And goes to sleep. Cut to dad answering the door to two detectives. Yes, our two detectives. This little 11-year-old girl is literally the only help we have. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And we're not paying her a cent. Uh, (laughs) So the dad answers the door. And he's like, what did Gwenny do now? And they're like, your daughter didn't do shit. She didn't do anything. We just want to talk to her because she's the only police work we've done. (laughs) So cut to them talking to her on the couch, but like we don't hear what it Mm -hmm. is. We then cut to a missing poster on a chain link fence of Robin. Oh. And the camera pans away. Oh. And a camera pans away from the missing poster over a little bit for us to see Finney running in slow motion, being chased by the three bullies because Mm. Robin's not there anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Why? a fucking bummer. So he's getting the shit beat out of him by three, like, three dudes. Stop. Just stop. Stop. Like, are you, who do you, what are yourselves? Yeah. So Gwen comes running, saying something along the lines of like, get away from him, you motherfuckers. And she picks up a rock, like a big rock and hits one of them in the head to the point where like he's dazed and blood is pouring out of his head. And he goes and sits up against the fence and is just like not there and blood yeah. is like spurting out of his head and eric's like did this bitch is just kill somebody die? yeah <laughs> at least so, a concussion so she hits him but now she's like in the fray right and they start beating the shit out of her like they, she gets kicked in what? the face with a shoe and like that kind of dazes her so she goes and sits by the fence next to the kid spurting blood that she presumably murdered. I mean, he's fine now, but it's <laughs> things are not going to be good for that kid. And they're both just like sitting like by the fence, like they've been taken out of the fight. Mm-hmm. But the other two are still like beating the shit out of Finney. Cut to me as Finney. I'm like, can I go sit by the fence? I right? like, I'd like to be out now. <laughs> I Thank yeah, you. I'd like to tag out, please. Good, good, that would be great. Good. This was great, you guys. I'm gonna chill by the fence now. Thank you. Yeah. So. We now cut to science class the next day. And magically, I'm like, how is Finney's face not just utterly mangled? But yeah. it's not. He just has, like, you know, a little bit of bruising. And everyone is about to, like, find their par- their lab partner. And everyone pairs up except for Finney. Oh, my gosh. 
I can't handle much more. But then someone behind him says, Donna? Do you need a partner? I do, Donna. It's Donna. Oh and Finny goes, Donna. <laughs> oh, God, Donna. Thank you. Finny stands there and he goes, No, I mean, yeah, I do. I don't have a partner. I don't have a partner. And, and then he's like, like Oh, my eye. I mean, <laughs> yes. And he's like, It was already hits bruised. Him in the face. <laughs> yeah. so I would like a partner. Thank you. <laughs> he's so awkward and so cute. So they sit down and Donna says, those guys are assholes. And he's like, what? Agreed, Donna. And she's like, everyone's talking about it. And he kind of mm-hmm. like looks down like, oh, everyone's talking about it. And he goes, your sister is super cool, though. And he like kind of smiles. She's like, I wish me and my brother were close like that. And mm-hmm. he just like smiles. Cut to them walking home again. Same little scene. It's Friday. I'm sleeping at Susie's. Okay, I'll look after dad. Cut to Finney walking alone now. And he turns a corner. <gasps> and there's a black van. No! I knew it was coming, but I still don't want it to. Someone whose face we they really went to great efforts to not show. But we do see that he's wearing like all black, a top hat. And his face is like pa- painted white, but like chalky white. And again, we really don't see it very closely. This is just like mostly it's him from the back. And he comes out of the van and drops a bunch of groceries, like some fucking Ted Bundy shit. Mm-hmm. And he's laughing, like, <laughs> like really high pitched, maniacal laughing. And he's like, oh, oh gosh. And he's like, I'm a magician, kid. You want to see a magic trick? Question two. No. Do you want to see a magic no. trick? No. Are you sure? No. I am sure. No, I am sure. Yes, okay. I'm sure. No, okay. I do not. Because if there's one thing I know about my Miss Burns, <laughs> it's that she loves close-up magic done on the street. <laughs> sorry to uh, sorry to guy out there. I know that this is very triggering for you talking about close-up, <laughs> close-up magic. magic. I apologize. I should have said a trigger warning. I just want to look at the menu first. Can we order our drinks before we have to do close up magic, please? (laughs) I'm sure we told you guys this, but we went to this really cool place, this really cool, like little speakeasy. But like we are stuck in this like booth and they wouldn't give us drinks until someone did magic night. It was magic night. I, I and swear it was to God. pretty empty. We were like the only ones there, I think. So, so they were like, really... hello, hi. And he gave us lots of attention. But it's like, yeah. we, can we just like, we had like just drinks. sat down. Yeah. Like just yeah. sat down. Like the, the the server couldn't come to us. And no, we were because like, we it, want that person. We want that person. And <laughs> no like, offense. I could be wrong, but I'm like, did he do, was it like 30 minutes of close? <laughs> that's just how it felt in our souls just how it because it wouldn't stop because we were like but we just want to order drinks <laughs> and like talk yeah to and, each other and guy was like i'm so sorry and he was like also i just if there's one thing i hate it's rude servers and close-up magic and we have both <laughs> anyway so we know what guy's so answer would be. So music. guy, wait, no, I'll give you magic. A bell. What? I'll, guy got a bell for for saying no to the close up magic. I you. just don't feel like Finny. I mean, I know where this is going, regardless. But like, I don't feel like Finny would say 
yes, show me magic, stranger. Like, we're walking by missing posters every day. I know at least two people personally sure. that are missing. Sure. We have a nickname yeah. for this fella. Yeah, the grabber. But you know what his <sighs> name isn't? The magician. Magician. <laughs> but, like, uh, I know it's the 70s. I guess it's a different time. So what, I what just, is, I just what feel is like Finn's you answer? would be on high alert regardless of the decade. Okay. You're very aware that yeah. people your age are being taken. Yeah, I agree. So, so avoid all people at all costs. Okay. Don't talk to anyone. Does that, does that extend to someone offering free <laughs> surprise close-up surprise magic? Surprise magic? Yeah. Does that extend to that? For Finny. I think that Finny says no. Point for you. Point for Guy. Oh. No points for Finny. Finny! Why would he be like, yes, show me magic, stranger? So I get the sense. I agree with you. Here's, I'm trying to put myself in his shoes. I think there is sometimes a level of politeness or people pleasing oh yeah okay okay i can give him i could give him polite people please i could i guess i could say that he's not quite empowered enough to say no No. thank you and move on run away yeah yeah so Gwen would be like fuck off (laughs) keep on moving Here's also but I why. guess he's a little more like, uh, okay, uh, uh, uh. Yes. But he does kind of step forward a little bit and looks in the window to the van and uh-huh. says, hey, are those black balloons in there? Grab! Ah. By the grabber. And he's pushed in, and the grabber is kind of trying to, like, he basically takes the balloons out to kind of, like, distract him! Distract a balloon! And then grabs him. <laughs> And he's trying to pull him into the back of the van. Um, Finney takes his little rocket and like scratches into his forearm. Nice. And the grabber screams, but then takes a bottle of something. I'll postmortem what it was, but like sprays something into his face, eyes, mouth that knocks him out or blinds him or something, but fade to black. Cut to Finney being carried, pass, kind, mostly passed out, into a fucking dungeon. And we hear the grabber saying, I should snap your neck for what you did to my arm. And then he like kind of comes to, Finney comes to, and he's like in this dark dungeon on like a dingy mattress. And he can't really see. Okay, so like I think what he only sees is just kind of like like he clearly sprayed something in his eyes and they're mm-hmm. injured. There is a masked man sitting next to him, and it is the so you've seen the poster of Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's that mask, except no mouth. It's just smooth where the mouth should be. Ew. It was really upsetting. And dislike. The grabber's voice changes in a way that is very creepy. So sometimes he's talking like this, like a very menacing, terrifying man. And then other times he's talking like this. <laughs> and it's oh, really gosh. scary. And so this time he's like, 
It's all covered in blood. Like I killed someone. Indicating his arm. Oh, do we got some multiple personalities going on here? What's that called? Possibly. Yeah, dissociative. Yeah. Something or other. Yeah. Yeah. I love uh, that TikTok algorithm. Oh, if you go down there, it is fascinating. It's real fascinating. I think Kristen sent us some. Send me a couple because it's not my, I'm not algorithmed up with that, but I would like to be. Um, It's fascinating. Fascinating. They tell yeah. you everything and you watch them switch and stuff and they tell oh you God. who all their people are. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. So he he he's like, do you see that? Like indicating his arm. And then he like kind of waves his hand in front of his face and he's like, you can't see shit. He's like, I know you're scared, but I'm not going to hurt you anymore. I was just angry when I said that I was going to snap your neck mere <laughs> moments ago. <laughs> And, the, oh, this is why I wrote his voice changes. Because uh, now he's talking all high. And he's like, don't be scared. Nothing bad is going to happen here. I give you my word, Johnny. Just calls him Johnny. No. And he's like. No. And he's like, do you like soda? And then he goes, is that the phone? I need to go see if that's the phone. And he's like, and then I'll get you a soda. And then I'll bring it back to you. Oh, no, we are not. We are not able to handle this. No, we are not. We are not. And I don't have the words. Nor does Finney, nor do I. It's uh, it does. It's not looking good for our buddy. So the grabber leaves and locks the door. And it's like. It's not like a boop, boop, I block my door. It's like a kutchink, <laughs> Carlark. That's on the door lock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a Carl Ark door. Yeah, exactly. Clark. <laughs> it's not as good as your chainsaw sounds, no, but almost. Sound that, sound that. <laughs> <laughs> so close. That yep. sounded just like a door lock. locking. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> or also like you were saying, car lock. But, you know. <laughs> you know. So Finney, we see, still has the rocket clenched in his hand. Like, uh, I guess it's small enough that it's... still has the rocket clenched in his hand. Okay, good. I guess it's small enough that, like, maybe he didn't even... You done fucked up, grabber. Yeah. So he goes over, he tries the door. It's obviously curlunked. And he's kind of looking around. So, all right, I'm going to tell you what's down here. All right? It's a mattress uh, that is chained down. Uh, And then you kind of, so like it's a square room except for this little tiny hallway that leads to a toilet. Okay. So there's like a little alcove where the, where the toilet is, but everything else about it, you would consider it a square room with a window up at the very, very top, because it's a basement. So it's like mm-hmm. if you're at ground level, you'd be looking down at him. And it's uh, got a grate over it, okay? So it's like a glass window, but then inside there's a there's a slatted grate, okay? Okay. So um, did we discover Is it everything? a bed or it's just a mattress on just the floor? Just a mattress on, um, I think it looks like it's on maybe some pallets, but it's all chained down to everything. 
But over by the toilet, there is a light, a pulley light, and there are like three carpets rolled up. Okay, so like pretty long, tall, like room carpets rolled up, stacked next to the toilet. Cut to, so he's like looking around and, oh, and there's a black phone on the wall next to the mattress and it's a rotary phone. Mm -hmm. So So if I'm mm -hmm. looking from the doorway, yep, like where are the lefts and rights of like the alcove and the mattress and the window? Yeah. So if you're standing uh, in the doorway directly in front of you is uh, the back wall with the mattress against it. To your left is just a wall. To your right is the wall with the window and the little alcove with the toilet and the carpets. Okay. So. Like I turn full right to go down the alcove or I go like straight ahead on the right? Uh, you, if you turned to your right and were looking at the wall that has the window in it and mm-hmm. then you walked to that wall and made another right you'd be going down the little alcove. Oh, so it's behind the door. Yes. Yeah. Ah, okay. Got it. Thank you. That was helpful. So, cut to dad calling Gwen's friend's house. Susie. Yes. Susie's mom picks up and she says, Gwen, it's your dad. Gwen picks up the phone, and we just hear her say, no, I haven't seen Finney since school. And then she gets wide-eyed. She drops the phone and <sighs> runs out the door. <sighs> cops are all over the neighborhood again. Cut to the cops talking to Dad, and Gwen is just, like, sitting up against a chain-link fence in a blanket, just, like, staring straight ahead. <sighs> Cut to her praying at her little dollhouse, and the phone rings. And she turns, but now we cut to the dungeon, mm-hmm. and Finney turns to the phone <gasps> to hear it ring. <gasps> so it wakes him up. It wakes him up, and he answers it. And it doesn't work at all. And it doesn't work. At that point, the grabber comes in and is like, it doesn't work. It hasn't since I was a kid. Hang it up. And he's like, I'll take you home soon, but <sighs> everything's all fucked up. It's gotten, it's gotten complicated. Something's come up. And Finney's like, what? And he's like, never mind what? And then Finney is like, I know that the police are looking for me. He's like, if you let me go before they get here, I won't tell. Like, just let me run out. I won't tell them where you were keeping me. And he says uh, something about someone upstairs. Or no, Finney's like, is the thing that got all fucked up, is someone upstairs? Is someone with you? And he's like, I'll scream and they'll hear me. And the grabber is like, not with the door shut. I soundproofed everything. And then Finney is like, where are the others? And he's like, oh, that wasn't me. That was someone else. I'll never make you do what you don't want to do. And Finney's just like, come near me and I'll scratch your face. So now his mask is the mask we know with the big smile on it. So what it appears to be 
is like a mask with pieces that he can take on or off. Mm-hmm. For his so, personalities. Uh, yes. So as he he's like, come near me and I'll scratch your face. And the grabber just like makes a pretty gesture like to frame his face and is like, this face? And it's terrifying. And I wrote, now the mask has a mouth. And he's like, you know, I was down here once when it rang. It was the creepiest thing. I think it's the static electricity or something. I picked it up, but no one was there. No one. He leaves. And Finney starts screaming, being like, help, help. But we see from the window outside that it's like, we see him screaming, but it's total. can't hear anything. Can't hear anything. So he starts trying to jump up to grab the ledge of the window. He is absolutely not tall (laughs) enough to do that. Okay. Okay. So question three. We're going to start formulating some plans. So we're trying to get to the window. What do you do? What does he do? I am going to pile up those carpets and climb on them. Hand in hand. Point for you. Finney, listen. Finney's stress level is high. Okay. First thing he does is he goes over to the mattress, probably with the same intent, and realizes that it's chained down. Mm -hmm. He stops and he says to himself, if anyone could have broken that window, they would have. Robin would have. Oh, God. And he says, you're not getting out of here, Finn. You're not getting out of here. Gosh. Phone rings. Hello. And Finney, like, jumps up, and he's just, like, looking at the phone. On the fourth ring, he answers, hello? And there's just clicking on the line. And he hangs it up. Cut him asleep. And there's, like, a creaking sound coming from the phone. Like, and also it almost looks like the phone is, like, pulsing a little bit. But it's hard to see because it's dark. And Finney is just, like, asleep. And the phone rings again. And he's just like, stop it. And he hears, stop what? And he wakes up. And the grabber is just sitting in the corner watching him sleep. Oh, gosh. All he has now is the bottom part of the mask, so we can see the top half of his face. Creepy. And Finney just says, I need food. And the grabber says, I can't feed you. And Finney says, will someone see you if you bring me food? And he's like, don't worry about that. And he's like, if you're not going to feed me, then why did you come down? Like, Finney's, you know, he's standing up for himself a little bit. Mm -hmm. And the grabber says, I just wanted to look at you. And then he leaves. (laughs) The phone rings. He picks it up. And he says, someone there? I need help. Finny. And he's like, ah! And he hangs it up and he's scared. It rings again. He answers after a few rings, but hangs it right up. So, like, he picks it up and hangs it up. Mm -hmm. And then it's now one long, sustained ring. And he picks up and he's like, hello? Who is this? And he hears, Finny? And it's another kid's voice. 
Hi. And he says, who is this? And the kid says, I don't remember my name. It's the first thing you lose. And he says, how do you know mine? And he says, we met once. Your arm is mint. You almost oh, had me. Oh, gosh. I just have, like, chills all over my body. <laughs> oh, God. Bruce. <laughs> and so Finney is like, Bruce. Bruce Yamada. And Bruce's response is, uh, your arm is mint. You almost had me. Like, he just keeps repeating uh-huh. that. And he's like, how are you calling me? Or did the phone ring for you? Or something like that. And uh, Bruce says, yeah, it rang for us all, but no one heard, just you. The grabber hears it too, but doesn't want to believe it. And Finney is like, why are you calling me? And he just says, your arm is mint. You almost had me. And then he mm-hmm. says, over by the toilet, there are some tiles that are loose, or I got them loose. Dig under the foundation. I tried. And Finney is like, will I have time to do that? Yeah. I'm not in like a Shawshank Redemption situation exactly. here. Exactly. Or I just have years. Yeah. And so click. Nothing. Cut to what looks to be home movies of Bruce as a baby. And he's like playing with his parents. And then it's Bruce as a little kid playing football, uh, football, baseball. And then him saying the Pledge of Allegiance and then running the bases and then getting kidnapped. All of this is in kind of like green, grainy mm-hmm. dream sequence. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to Finney banging on the screen door of a house. And the dream kind of like pans out so that we can see the house. And then Gwenny wakes up. <gasps> she can see the house? Question four. What do you do? What does Gwenny do? We gotta get <laughs> I guess maybe hand in hand we go to the police to tell them about the house? Question mark. I so wish Gwenny had done that. Gwenny tries to take things into her own hands, and we see her riding her bike in the rain around the na- neighborhood looking for looking the house for herself. It. I mean, they um, seemed pretty open to her dreams. Yeah. I guess if I'm thinking about it now, like, what would she describe about the house? It's a brick house with a black storm door. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, at least it's more than you looking for it then. Yeah. I feel like they're fucking tell us anything. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. But you know what? Gwenny is a self-sufficient little bitch. And she's like, she I'm going to handle this shit by my fucking self. Cut to Finney in the little alcove pulling up the tile. And he starts digging with his hands now i have a question miss burns you are not going uh, some sort of strange digging superhero mole so this is going to take more than one session of digging so what are you going to do with the loose dirt and the hole i'm gonna eat it <laughs> uh i think that we flush the dirt down the toilet and cover the hole with the tiles hand in hand right no I don't know. I literally feels like there's no other option. That's two half points. Uh, You almost had it. So he does flush the dirt down the toilet. But now that there is like a pretty big hole, the tiles wouldn't fit anymore. Like there wouldn't be anything to hold the tiles up in the center because they were 
they the hole is bigger than like the tiles would just kind of oh I was thinking fall of like in on themselves big like big squares. So what he does is he grabs a carpet and puts mm. it across the hole. He then has to take a break. It was a lot of flushing and digging and carpeting, and so he goes and lays down on the mattress. Cut to Gwen at a school assembly that's like about the kidnappings clearly like we don't hear the dialogue but we just see the principal up there and then like the entire school like turn to look at Gwen because mm. her brother was the most recent one and then it pans over to Donna who looks really sad Donna liked him and Donna he liked Donna they were gonna get married they were perfect together they were the best couple I've ever <laughs> seen in my life so cut back to Finney staring at the phone the door opens breakfast breakfast time it's breakfast time <laughs> And it looks like magician dance. Here I am. (laughs) (laughs) What if, along with being kidnapped, he made you watch his close up magic (laughs) all day? So he just tortures you all day. Yeah, he just he's like, I gotta practice, and you're my (laughs) you're my muse and my (laughs) torture guy. I'd probably enjoy it. Would you? I don't hate magic. Close up magic in a dungeon. I don't know about like all day. I mean, I'd be living at high stress level, you know, like I'd be like trying to think of other things, you know, Meanwhile, he pulls out a deck of cards and guys like, just kill me. Just kill me. I don't end it all. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I'd, uh, Kim's like, I'll take a little entertainment. Yeah. Magic is neat. I think it's neat. Unless you're waiting for a drink, and then I needed to... No, I want my drink first, but, like, then magic's neat. And I want to, like, talk to the people that I came to meet, you know. Yeah. For, like, T-minus 60 seconds before before the magic. I want the magic, like, a little later. Yeah, also, I would love silent magic that I don't have to participate in, where I can just kind of, like, look over casually and tune in when I want to. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Forced participation is hard. So, uh, it appears to be scrambled eggs and a bottle of soda in a glass bottle. And Finney is like, soda. I don't know. It's just in a green bottle. I'm not sure. It, you can't really see the label. And Finney is like, what did you put in it? And the grabber is <laughs> like, salt and pepper. And then he just puts it down on the ground. He's like, eat it. Don't eat it. You're already down here. Why would I drug you? And then he leaves. But we see that the door is not carlunked. It didn't get carlunked? It didn't get carlunked. And it's open a little. So he walks over to the door and the phone rings. Mm -hmm. Question five, what do you do? What does Finney do? So he's got his hand on the door and the phone just rang behind him. I'm gonna. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. Ah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just don't think that this guy like forgets to Carlunk. I don't know. He was he was working out a new magic trick and got distracted. <laughs> I'm gonna answer the phone. I think Finney opens the door. 
point for you. God Finney damn it. Finney goes over and opens and answers the phone. I have not gotten a single thing right for him. You did in the beginning, I think. So he answers, and a voice on the phone says, don't go upstairs. It's a trap. I knew it was a trap. I knew it. And Finney's like, Bruce? And he's like, who's Bruce? And he's like, the baseball player. And the voice says, we don't play baseball here. And then all of a sudden, there's a ghost in the room with him. Okay. (gasps) So Finney is talking on the phone. Mm -hmm. There is a ghost behind him for us. Finney doesn't see it. He doesn't see it. He doesn't see it. But it was a really cool device because the ghost is in the room and he's like all bloody and beaten up. Mm. But you know how a voice sounds over a phone? Yeah. Kind of muffled. That is the sound of his voice coming out of his his mouth. That's cool. It was really cool. And uh, he says, we don't play baseball here. I don't remember what I did. And he's like, I do, or who I am. And he's like, but I remember I delivered newspapers. And Finney is like, Billy Showalter. And he's like, is that my name? And he's like, yeah, Billy Showalter. You disappeared too. And so Billy says, he's waiting at the top of the stairs with a belt. Now it Mm. pans up to the top of the stairs. And the grabber is sitting in a chair, facing the door, shirtless, holding a belt, just sort of like legs spread, just Uh at the door with his full mask on, Mm -hmm. like all the parts, and just waiting there. So it pans back down to us talking on the phone. And Billy says, he'll beat you till you pass out. You'll beg him to stop. He'll just keep beating, though. And then Billy, the ghost, walks over and, like, hangs up the receiver. So the phone goes dead Mm. that uh, Finney is talking on. So Finney goes over and hangs up the phone. He opens the door, goes halfway up the stairs, and we pan up to shirtless who, like, I know this isn't appropriate, but like Ethan Hawke is looking really good. <laughs> I mean, it's not not appropriate. Like, I think in my head, I don't know why I think this. Probably just because Ethan Hawke is reality bites to me. Like, that's who he, where he lives in my brain. And like, he was kind of like, kind of a just skinny, kind of coffee drinking, chain smoking Ethan Hawke. Uh-huh. You know. So when I saw him with no shirt on, I was like, "You got some beef." <laughs> Something you got some beefed up. You got some beefiness to you. You're you guys bring on the beef. Where's the beef? Isn't that from the seventies? Yes, where's it the is. beef? And it's it's on it's, it's on, on Ethan Hawke's chest. Day. Yes, it was. I've fun. always had a thing for Ethan Hawke, but I don't know him from Reality Bites. I I don't know where he lives in my brain from. Oh, I'd back be so curious day. to hear where he lives from your brain. I think it's a little bit. That wolf movie? Wasn't he in the wolf, wolf movie? movie? <laughs> wolf movie? Okay, well, now we have to postmortem that. But you have to do that. Where who, Where does Ethan Hawke live in your brain? But can I figure it out now? Sure. Go ahead. Okay, thanks. I'm, I'm truly, like, I'm waiting with bated breath. I'm, re- like, if he's not Reality Bites in your head, I just can't, I can't imagine even what he is. think of what Reality Bites is. Like, I can't remember it. Oh. It was like... With, Dead Poet Society is probably... Oh, that might started. be. White okay. Fang! White Fang! White Fang! 1991. 
Uh, I, I'm going to say Dead Poet Society and White Fang. White Fang. No, that makes sense. I could never watch White Fang, so I've never actually never seen it. I remember White Fang because, A, it's about wolves mm-hmm. and Ethan Hawke's in it. Mm-hmm. And he's like out in the wilderness and the snow and shit. But I think there was like a, a maybe a baby wolf or so, somebody's making noise. One of okay. the wolves and my dog, Bucky, like my very Bucky! first dog. Yeah. Uh, who we always said was like part wolf. He like very much looked like a wolf. Uh, like went up to the screen and was like listening and like making sounds back or something. I can't really remember, but just like was like, like, oh my God. Like, like, that's my, that's my friend. That's so cute. <laughs> very cute. Well, that's, I mean, that's also why it lives in your head there. Yeah. That's like a very exactly. specific memory. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, okay. So he goes halfway up the stairs and we see shirtless, beefy grabber. Where's up the there. beef? It's upstairs. Uh, and I wrote terrifying, but like, it's because I know that I was like supposed to be terrified, but I was like turned on, (laughs) but I felt like that was inappropriate. So I wrote terrifying. Um, but Finney thinks better of it and goes back down. So he only goes up halfway and then goes, I wrote terrifying, but I meant I'm turned on. (laughs) He just looked really felt bad about how, how turned on you were by what you were supposed to be scared of. Yeah. I just pictured like doing a little sexy dance in front of him while he sits in that chair. I, You know what? I need yeah. to. He's got Woo! a little belt to tie you up. Yeah. Uh-oh. I mean, I mean, I'd like it to be maskless. Maskless? Maskless. <laughs> I'm <Okay>. all tongue-tied. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes back down. He shuts the door and carlunks it himself. And um, starts eating the eggs and drinking the soda out of the green glass bottle. I am curious what that soda was. Because it like definitely wasn't like a Coca-Cola bottle or whatever. Cut to Mountain when. Dew. <laughs> 1978 Mountain Dew. Maybe. Sprite? Maybe. I don't know. Cut to Gwen asleep in class. And she has a great teacher. Because the teacher wakes, wakes her up and says... Go take a nap in the nurse's office, honey. So she goes to the nurse's office to take a nap. Cut to the phone ringing. Finney wakes up. And it's Billy again. And he says, you said said my name's Billy. But don't call me that. It's not who I am now. And then we see that, like, the bottle, like, falls over by itself. Mm -hmm. And Billy says... Before I left or before when I was there or something like that, he says, I tore a cable loose from where the wall separates from the floor under the window. Okay. Oh, okay. So now you have a really long cable. Question six. What do you do? What does Finney do after he hangs up? I don't know what to do with that cable, Ketrin. Well, here's what I'm going to say. I am going to make you try to come up with something, but I want you to kind of play this like our uh, Kim and Kat Survive the Cellar trivia game in that I want you to just remember the materials that you are acquiring in this little game. Yes, 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 yes. No, I'm aware of what I have. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure, like, once we have a question, don't lose track of 
you know, even no, if I, what you're I got, doing... I'm, I'm stuck in a fucking room. I know what's, I know what's down there. Girl. Okay. All right. I guess I could try and, uh, I mean, I don't really want to. <laughs> <laughs> Teach yourself a magic trick. <laughs> I was gonna, <laughs> I was going to say I could like wait by the door and try to like strangle him but that that doesn't that doesn't seem like something I'd be good at yeah desperate times call for desperate measures I just think that would get me killed well may as well give it a shot (laughs) okay uh (laughs) listen I'm gonna give you a half point because it's kind of no better than what Finn does, if I'm being <laughs> honest. And we'll get to it in a second. But this was kind of where Eric was like, I could have come up with thousands of better ways to use this than Finn just did. But it's fine. <laughs> I'm just like, He's I, a just child. Need more, I need more phone calls. Yeah. More like, fo- I'm more- like, no, I get it. I've got this whole yeah. coming along. I've got this cool over here yeah I, I just i need a few more phone calls a few more things yeah so what he does oh first well first we got to go back to gwen gwen is dreaming in the nurse's office and she's dreaming about a boy on a paper route Billy. and there's a little golden retriever running after the little boy on the paper route like his dog like come on let's go and uh it then cuts to the dog just sitting next to an empty bike as a black van with balloons drives away. <sighs> and Gwen wakes up in the nurse's office. So we now, already know this. Sweet we, Gwen. Yes, yes. We know. We know we that's know. what's happening. We need more. Black van. Balloons. We get it. Balloons. Now I'm yeah. just sad about a fucking dog that lost his boy. So <laughs> what did we boy? What do we gain here? <laughs> I lost my boy today. <laughs> it is. That's what he that's what our pets call us. They're my people. girl and my boy. Yeah, my girl and my boy. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> hey Hatter, our girl and our boy are home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> well, no, we would be mom and dad. But so I guess he would, would be you? brother. Yes. Yes. I'm your mother. Um, <laughs> wow. You got real. Real grabber grabbery. there. Yeah. <laughs> so let's cut back to Finn. All right. So he's pulling up the cable. Okay. And he first tries to lasso that great basically he what he's considered it yeah it's like get the cable through the grate but then like girl it would have to be like it would have to boomerang itself like you know what i mean to go like around it but he's trying yeah yeah because do we have the ends of the cable i don't want to get into a two chain situation (laughs) but we have is the it ends still of connected? It. So, no. Okay. Great. No. So it we is have a one floating piece of cord. cable. Yes. Cable. And yeah. So I, I can. That was something that went through my brain. Was trying to go up through the grate, but well, we're gonna have a moment where I'm gonna have to tell you to suspend your disbelief for a second. But we haven't gotten there yet. So he goes over to the carpets, and Eric and I were like, "Yes!" So he puts the carpet up so it like basically almost reaches the window Mm -hmm. 
But then he takes the cable and he laces the cable through the hole in the carpet so that it comes out the top. And then he does his own bit of magic trick because the cable magically goes around the bend and through the grate by (laughs) itself. And Eric and I were like, come on. But okay. So now it comes through. So now he's got, you know, both sides of it and it's wrapped around the grate and he's trying to climb up the cable to Mm -hmm. get to the grate, which I was like, why didn't you just climb the carpet? I'm a little frustrated at that right now. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, just climb the carpet. Um, He can't do it. And he ends up pulling the whole grate out of the window. Oh, that was going to be my goal was to pull the grate out. Okay, so question seven, you've pulled the grate out. So it's still a closed, it's still glass, you know. Um, But question seven, you've pulled the grate out. What do you do? What does Finn do? Break that shit. So how do you get up to the window? Okay, I'm either going to, okay, I'm going to do both. I'm going to lift the carpet up. Mm -hmm. If I lift it up, does the carpet reach the window? Yep. I'm going to lift the carpet up and smash the window with the carpet, and then I'm going to climb the carpets to the window and scream, be screaming the whole time. Fire! Fire, call the department. (laughs) What does Finn do? Ding-a-ling. I think he tries to smash the window and fails, question mark? (laughs) Half a point for you. Okay. Listen, Finney's struggling and like I'm definitely not going to like throw shade at his choices because I'm like the amount of trauma that you're existing in right now, I, yeah, I wouldn't be able 12. to make great decisions either. Yeah. Um, you got a half a point because yes, climb the carpet, but what I will say is the carpet isn't gonna break that window. So what I would have given you if is is if you had taken, I don't know, the the top of the tank off of the toilet or something and climbed up there and broken the window that way, I would have oh, given you a full point. There's something no way like I can do that. But you know what I did think after I said my thing uh-huh. is to use the grate to break it. That's something what like I'm that. Using. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. So uh he pulls the grate off. We don't find out what he does for a second because we gotta go back to Gwen. And she's coming in to her dad. It's you know, evening, he's listening to his record, drinking his beer, and he's crying by himself in the living room. And Gwenny comes in and says, can I ask you something? And uh, she sits on his lap, and he's being, like, really sweet right now. And she says, do you promise that you won't get mad? And he kind of, like, closes his eyes and takes a deep breath, and she's like, it's about my dreams, And he is not in a state of, like, abusive anger at the moment. So he says, your mom was really special. Your mom was really smart. But she was also touched a bit. And she saw and heard things. And he's, like, he's crying. And he's, like, she was convinced that her dreams meant something. But then... Her dreams told her to do terrible things. Mm. And so she took her life. But they were just dreams. And he's like, I don't want that future for you. And Gwen says, but what if my dreams helped me find Finney? 
Question eight, what do you do? What does dad do? I say, yes, let's do it. Okay. I think he doesn't believe her. Or doesn't think that she doesn't think that's a good idea. Cut to dad driving her around looking at houses. Wow. Yeah. So back with Finney, uh, we learn that he gave up. He just crumbled and didn't know what else to do once he pulled the grade out. We need more phone calls. We need more phone calls. We need some more clues. Now we cut to the cops knocking on a door. And we hear someone yell, Samson, stop. And this guy opens the door, and he's real 1970s. He's real <laughs> Studio 54 1970s. Oh, okay. Nice. And he's, like a leisure suit situation? Uh, more of like a, a polyester, psychedelic collared shirt Ooh, type of situation. Nice. Yeah. Um, and he is visibly on coke. He's if he may as well be wearing a sign that says, "I just did three lines of coke." <laughs> so he answers the door to two detectives, and he says, "You're the police. You're here about the missing kids." And they're like, "Yes." And he he's like, "Come on in. Come on in." He has a whole fucking detective board with red oh, wires. Oh, he's lines fucking and shit. Charlie, Charlie from Day. It's always sunny right now. Yes, Charlie Kelly. And so he takes him over and he's like uh, saying all this stuff. And he's like, it has to be a house with a garage because of this blah, 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 blah. And if he took them from these places, then he has to live in this area in order to get them blah, 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 blah. And the cops are like, sorry, who are you? And he's like, Max, a Max. And they're like, and how long have you lived here? And he's like, oh, I'm just crashing with my brother. And they don't, uh, you know, he so he like goes back to be like, this is what it is, uh -huh, uh -huh. blah, 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 blah. Question nine. What do you do? What do the cops do? I am going to be like, well, we don't have any other leads. So far, we got a 11-year-old girl <laughs> dreaming. Dreams. And this coked out guy. Yeah. But he seems to have, maybe we can, if we can get out the, 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 the main points. Mm-hmm. The, the, the diamonds really in like, the rough. Pull out what's happening here. Uh-huh. Let's give it a fucking shot. What the hell? Okay. And what do the cops do? I don't think that they are interested. They're not interested. They hand him a card and they're like, give us a call if you see any of the kids. And he's like, or if I, uh, if I get any other leads. And they're like, if you see a missing child, call us. <laughs> <laughs> and as they walk out, one of the detectives sees the lines of Coke on the coffee table. Mm -hmm. Uh, they don't bust him for it, but Max definitely is like, I don't know oh. if it's illegal then. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. Or maybe they're just like, we have other things to do. Like, yeah. We can't. Um, so he's like, oh, Max, you're so stupid, stupid, stupid Max. And then he does the lines of Coke. But then we see the camera pans down through the floor into the basement where Finney is. No! What? I'm just staying with my brother. It's his brother? Or it's him? It has to be his brother. Or he's so, just a coked out person. Well, no, because you would tell me that it's Ethan Hawke. Yeah. It's his brother. So, Finney Jeez. is in the hole. Oh, my goodness. Digging, digging, oh my digging. Oh, gracious. 
And bitch, he's up to his chest. He has dug that hole. It is deep. He's standing in it. Then we cut to him pretending to sleep. And the grabber comes in and is like, I know you're sleeping. And the grabber has another tray of food. And Finney is like, I'm starving. And the grabber says, what's your name? And Finney says, why do you care? And he says, I'm just curious. You know, I'll find it out when the paper publishes your photo. But for now, I'm just curious. He's like, everything's so different. It's complicated. And Finney says, then why don't you let me go? And the grabber says, I'm thinking about it. And Finney's like, yes, yes, blind me, blind, blind me, mm-hmm. blindfold me and just drop me off somewhere and I won't tell anyone. And the grabber says, hmm, tell me your name first. Question 10, what do you say? What does Finney say? Mm. I don't know what is the best answer. <laughs> Does this guy want my name or not my name? Is it good or bad? <laughs> I think he tells him his name. What do you do? I don't know. I don't know if it's good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna trying to send it to you. Not tell him my name. Uh, tell him my name. <laughs> <laughs> Zero points. You said God. No, damn you know it. You, you, you. I'll give you a point for that. You changed your answer. <laughs> it's fine. You're not doing. I great, really. So I'll no, you, you can give me. I really only changed it based on Kedron's facial expression. Face. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so, fine. Zero points. So oh, I'm dead. I'm dead in this <laughs> hole. <laughs> so Vin, uh, Finney says, looks at him and says, Taylor Mullen. The grabber looks back at him, drops the tray, pulls out a newspaper, and throws it at him. I knew he would know the name. That's why I was like, I don't want to tell him a fake name. Yeah. I thought about it. So, and I, I was, again, Finney is so stressed, but I was like, one of the things that you that they have you do when you're talking to like kidnappers is like humanize the person. So like, it's almost like you'd want to give them your real name, like to like humanize you and have it be like, you know, and these are my parents, blah, 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 blah. So, but he says, he says, I was really starting to like you, Finney. I almost let you go. And then he closes the door behind him. Finney runs over, tries the door. It is kerchunked and carlunked. The phone rings. Isn't Max like, what's that door that's kerlunked down there doing? Well, remember, he, well, that is part of it. So that's why he's like, things are complicated. Everything's different. Um, But he did say that he soundproofed everything. And like the door at the top of the stairs could be closed. And maybe you wouldn't hear the carlunk of the door downstairs, possibly. Yeah, but. Yeah. He's just like, I don't know, I guess when do you need to go to your person's basement? But Right. Yeah. Also, he's doing so much coke. <laughs> so sure. much coke. Um, so the phone rings. Finney picks it up. Click. Cut to uh, Mr. Beefy sitting upstairs again. And 
he's got the mask on with a mouth, but the mouth isn't smiling anymore. It's like closed as if it's asleep because we see that he's like nodding off in the chair. Mm-hmm. And we cut to Finney trying to like pick up the eggs off the ground to eat them because he's starving. Cut to him sleeping. And then he sits up and he takes this little flashlight and starts flashlighting around the room. And he's flashlighting around, flashlighting around. Ghost! <gasps> and it's a ghost boy hanging as if there's like a cable coming out of his belly button. So he's like kind of hanging up upside down like that. Okay. And he's just hanging in the air and there's blood dripping to the floor. Don't and love that. It's not great. And Finney sees this one. Finney sees this ghost. Yeah. And the ghost makes this really creepy sound out of its mouth that's like almost like a an echoey deep almost like sounds like a whale sound like it's a very Mm -hmm. weird sound and Mm -hmm. he just points to the phone and so finn picks up the phone he turns back and the ghost is gone and the person on the other end of the phone says you don't have time (laughs) the grabber hasn't been sleeping he's gonna figure it out his brother's upstairs So it's a new kid. You don't have much time. And Finney says, why hasn't he killed me? And he says, you won't play the game. You won't play naughty boy. If you don't play, he can't beat you. Mm. If he can't beat you, he can't move to the next part. And the next part is, and he doesn't say anything. Mm. He just says again, he hasn't been sleeping and Finney says, you said that. He's asleep in a chair now. The door's still unlocked. And the voice keeps saying, there's a combination lock on the storm door. It's my bike lock. I don't recall the combination, though. And Finney's like, damn it! Could you? <laughs> Please? And he's like, but I recall being afraid I'd forget it. So I carved it into the wall. Finney's like, <gasps> so he's flashlighting around. And he sees the numbers two, three, three, one, seven. Two, three, three, one, seven. And Finney's like, okay, well, is it twenty three thirty one seven or two thirty three seventeen or twenty three three seventeen? Which is it? And he's like, I don't remember. You have to try it all. No. Question eleven. What? <laughs> uh, what do you do what does Finney do so the door's unlocked he's asleep at the top of the stairs and you have this some combination uh-huh. I think I think I think I mean I think we have to go for it hand in hand okay can you be a little bit more specific about like walking past him I'm gonna be Really loud. No. <laughs> mm. um, I'm gonna bring my rocket. <laughs> I'm gonna 
like if it's dark, I have a little mini flashlight. And um, I don't know what else I should bring. Oh gosh, I'm gonna die in this hole. <laughs> I hope I never get kidnapped. I'm never gonna make it. Oh god. I don't believe that. Okay. I'm gonna I think you're just feeling a little carlunked and splunked. Yeah. Which is how I would feel being kidnapped. Yeah. yeah. He's feeling the same way. We're both yeah. kerplunked. <laughs> <laughs> is that a price is right game? Kerplunk? I think so. It's well, I do know that it's the game that you would have shots at the bottom. You would like put a little Uh here are thoughts that are happening in my brain. Let's, I was that's like, great. Oh, Let's if I need thoughts. to bring more things, maybe for protection. So moving yeah. my little rocket. Um, okay. what kind of things do I have from like the food situation? You have a tray, you have a plate, you have a bottle. I don't have silverware? No, he doesn't give you silverware. Smart. But he is sitting in the kitchen. All right. I'm going to bring my little flashlight Mm -hmm. and a bottle just in case I need to break it and stab him. Okay. But I should probably grab a knife once I'm up there. Okay. And then I'm going to get the fuck out of this bitch. Okay. What does Finny do? Hand in hand. That's one and a half points. This was also, I'm not going to lie, like some people loved this movie, but there was a couple things where they're like, Finny, come (laughs) on. So he goes. You guys don't understand what it's like to be stuck in this hole. He's it is hard to make decisions down here. He's super kerplunked. That's what I said. You never know, like, oh, are you the kind of kidnapper that does want to be friends with me or you don't want to be? You know what I mean? Right. You always hear the story of the I survived where it's like, oh, because I told him everything about me. Yeah. And there's the opposite one. Exactly. And you don't know where it does the exact opposite. And I'm like, well, I don't know which one this guy is. Exactly. So, but he's holding his rocket. So you got that. And he's saying the numbers over and over again. So he doesn't forget Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. He goes upstairs. He sneaks past, but I'm not going to lie. Not fast enough for my taste. And Mm -hmm. also like, I don't know, like, yeah, have a bottle or grab a knife or something. Because he's asleep. So he gets past him. He tries the three combinations. Obviously, it's the third one that he tries. And he pulls it, right? But, like, it makes, like, a chink sound. And a dog starts barking. (gasps) And the grabber wakes up. Finny runs out the door. The grabber is now chasing him in his van. And he jumps out of the van and grabs Finny and throws him to the ground. So he now has... They're in the neighborhood somewhere, but, like, kind of in the brush. And he's holding a knife to Finny's neck the knife that finney should have grabbed um and he says say one word and i'll gut you like a pig and strangle you with your own intestines right here oh boy now words <laughs> now lights from different houses start going on as if people heard something so we're nighttime mm-hmm. super nighttime so lights start going on in the houses. Question 12, what do you do? What does Finny do? Scream for help. Oh, wait. He said he would gut me like a pig. 
Got you like uh, <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, no. <laughs> and you're dead. Oh, <laughs> God. I'm right here. Hello. I mean, I I guess you could call his bluff, uh, you know? I mean, he has a knife to my throat. Right. Doesn't feel like the best time to call a bluff. No. <laughs> I guess we'll... <laughs> I hate this. I don't want to be part of it. I don't want to be kidnapped <laughs> like a little cat. Um, I guess... Uh, I don't think we will say anything. Okay. I and think he doesn't say it. anything, and I think, I think that I don't say anything. Oh. So they're real silent, and so the lights start going off again. Because everyone's like, what did I hear? Oh, nothing, and let me go back to bed. So then uh, the grabber kneels down. Like gets up off of him, but then looks at him and says, "Nighty night, naughty boy," and knocks him out. Oh no, I was a naughty boy. No, yeah. I don't want to play the naughty boy game. That's the game's good. the game's starting. Yeah. So, cut to them coming back, and um, I guess Finny is like still knocked out. So we hear in the house. Someone say, what's all that noise? And we hear the grabber's voice say, Samson was barking at something. Go back to bed, Max. That's it. Gwen wakes up, goes right to her dollhouse, opens it up, grabs a cross and says, Jesus, what the fuck? (laughs) Gwen. Oh, I need more of Gwen in my life. She's the best. So she goes, you've been giving me dreams, so don't tell me you don't get involved. Or, and she like sits back, says, or maybe you're not real. Cut to. That's the way to get to Jesus. Yeah. Call his bluff. Call his bluff. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you're not real, Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) So. Show me the motherfucking dreams. Yeah. So we cut to the phone ringing and Finney picks it up and he's pissed now. Like he's like, what? And it's a new boy. Really fucking aggressive. And the new boy says, the horrifying nightmare end to your pathetic life. And Finney goes, Vance Hopper? (laughs) 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 Immediately knows who it is. And Vance says, today's the day, motherfucker. And then Vance's ghost that is sitting on the opposite side of the bed that Finney can't see, but we can see, does like a ghost kick to the wall, like roundhouse ghost kicks it. (laughs) And then we cut to a dream that Gwen is having where it's Vance. So it's all grainy dream. Vance playing the pinball machine in the convenience store because he was Vance the pinball king or something. Wizard. And his friend is like, he's a pinball wizard that has to be a twist. Pinball wizard with such a supple wrist. About to. <laughs> Wait, his friend does that? No. I that, that was you? That was me. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't I know wish he had. had such an affection towards... 
that song, Tommy, to the point that you know all the words. Oh, and you yeah. were like, you were caressing those words. <laughs> like, you oh, were. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. I like a lot of songs. I didn't know that Pinball Wizard was <laughs> one of your tops. <laughs> that's the song that plays when I enter onto a bass. Oh, <laughs> that's it. Pinball so, Wizard. So, what no, was your song? Oh. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I forgot already how to do I'm so sorry. It's <laughs> such a pop. <laughs> okay, so his friend, his friend, his friend said. <laughs> Sitting next to him says, "You're about to beat your high score." Then, two kids are roughhousing right next to it in the fucking convenience store. I'm like, "What was 1978? These kids are running amok, and the ball gets stuck at the top. And if it falls this way, then he can hit it. If it falls this way, it's going down that little path that it goes yeah. down where he can't mm-hmm. hit it." Mm-hmm. The kid that's roughhousing knocks into it. Oh. So then Vance beats the shit out of the kid in the convenience store. The cashier lady calls the cops, but not before uh, Vance carves the number 7741 into his arm. 7741. Vance is then dragged out by the cops, and we see Gwen get into the cop car next to Vance in her dream. And so in the cop car in her dream, the radio is Finny talking to Vance on the phone. (gasps) Finny. And uh, Finny says, do you even know who you are to Vance? And uh, I don't think he answers or whatever, but the, the, the police car stops and Vance gets out and like, roundhouse kicks the or front kicks uh, a chain link fence to go into a house um and Gwen looks up and sees like a very distinctive tree outside the house and that the address to the house 7741. is 7741 exactly <sighs> Gwen we're doing it Gwen and Vance as he front kicks the fence says today's the day motherfucker and then Gwen wakes up in her bathtub Question bathtub. 13. Yeah, she's like sleeping everywhere. Question 13. What do you do? What is uh what is Gwen do? Gotta get gotta find seven seven four one. Hand um, in hand. Uh, I'm gonna alert everyone. I'm gonna tell the police and I'm gonna tell my dad and I'm gonna tell the neighborhood at seven seven four one and it's got this tree. Everything, 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 everywhere. Right. All at once. <laughs> So now we cut to Finney still talking to Vance on the phone. And Finney says, did you try stacking the carpets to the window? I have a theory about this. We did not see him try to stack the carpets to the window. And everyone watching that whole pulling the grate out of the thing scene said, why didn't you climb the carpets and try to stack the carpets to get to the window? I think they added that line in post, truly, to be like, did you try stacking the carpets? And for finney to then say yes and it didn't work because i have a feeling that like audience was were like why didn't you try climbing <laughs> carpets um 
So, but then Vance says, there's an outlet above the shitter on the other side of that wall is a storage room and up against the wall of that storage room is a freezer and he says if you unscrew if you get through the wall and you unscrew the panel at the back of the freezer you can go out through the storage room okay okay complicated okay yeah worth a try so Finney says, thank you for helping me. And Vance says, it isn't about you. It's about him. And I'm like, Vance, you are a lot. But thank you. He did get murdered. He has a right to be angry. Yeah. So cut to also suspending your disbelief. Finney using the top of a ceramic toilet to bust through a fortified cement wall. But. That's what he does. So he's hitting the wall forever and ever, creating like more and more of a dent, crumbling the cement away. He's drinking the water out of the top of the toilet tank and he gets to, he gets through and he unscrews the panel with um, a washer that he pulled out of the top of the toilet, like a piece of the toilet. So Mm -hmm. he uses it as a screw to unscrew it. Um, And he goes into the freezer. It's full of frozen steaks, okay? Tons Mm -hmm. of plastic-wrapped frozen steaks. Um, He can't open the fridge door from inside. What do you do? What does he do? This is not a trick question. Is it where I'm in, like, a walk-in right now? Yeah, you're in, like, a walk-in freezer right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. It's not a room. I just realized what you meant. Uh, no, it is um, a large standing industrial freezer, but it's like, it's not a room. It's a. Okay. But I'm through the back of it. Mm-hmm. I'm like inside it. Yeah. So it's like shelving. Yes. And the door is through the shelving. Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's full of frozen steaks. Is that, can I not like reach the door or like the doors don't work from the, I mean, like the doors are not an option. I already knew that I was going to post-mortem this because I'm pretty sure that there is now a safety mechanism where if you get stuck in a fridge, you have to be able to get out from inside because there was a girl in, I believe, the 1980s who found a refrigerator in the woods. This was also a Punky Brewster episode, I believe. Uh, found a refrigerator in the woods, went inside of it, couldn't get out from the inside, died in there. Turned so into I, her coffin. Yeah, so I think I'm going to postmortem like, when? Oh, so it's probably one of those little handle, like clicky exactly, handle things. That's exactly what it is, yeah. Got it. Okay. I mean, I guess I would try to push the freezer away. Like, it's not, like, connected to the floor, right? Not that I know of. So, yeah, just I want to, like... Like, I'd, like, push it with, like, my legs to try to, like, move it so I can, like, squeeze out from behind it. Okay. What does Finny do? Um, hand in hand. <laughs> if only you had said, come out of the hole and 
cry in the corner. Oh, <laughs> Finny. But that was really smart. I asked this question. This was one of those questions where I was like, I don't know what I would do. Let's see what Kim says. That was brilliant. <laughs> that was really smart. Push it away from the wall. That was great. But he's sobbing. Interrupted by the phone ringing. He picks it up. And we hear, hey, buddy. And Finn says, Robin, Robin. And Robin says, don't cry. And he says, I'm not. And Robin says, I can see you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a ghost. I can see you, bro. I can literally see you cry. I'm sitting right next to you, buddy. He says, I'm with you. And he says, a man never leaves a friend behind. Robin, you are a stand-up little gentleman. He's the best. And Finney says, we'll be together again soon, Robin. Oh. And Robin says, don't say that. And he says, you're going to get out. And he says, remember what I told you. And he says, today is the day to stand up for yourself. Mm. He says, you've always been a fighter. You're afraid to throw a punch, but you always knew how to take one, and you always got back up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm not going to die in vain. Don't let me die in vain. And he says, use a weapon. And Finn's like, what weapon? And I'm like, well, the tray, the glass bottle, the top of the toilet tank, but whatever. You're traumatized. Um, he says, take the receiver of the phone, unscrew it, and fill it with dirt. Give it some heft, like some real weight to okay. it. And he says, and this is what you're going to do. You're going to raise the phone. Step back real fast, step forward, step back, and swing. Say it with me. Raise the phone, step back, step forward, step back, and swing. And uh, he just has I don't think I've got that. He, he says it many more times. And I was no, no, also. No, like I, I know what he's saying. Yeah. I don't think my body is. I don't think doing I'm doing it that right. well. Yeah. I, I Step back. Yeah. Step so forward, step he, back again. Here's what I want you to picture, which I didn't realize. Well, hold that thought, okay? I want you to just... I need you to imitate it for me. Yeah. (laughs) I need you to just, for now, just do what he said. Whether it makes sense or not, just keep that in your head, okay? Got it. And Finney says, can I still talk with you? And Robin says, this is the last call, buddy. It's all you now. Use what we gave you. And so we see him, like, rip the cord of the phone in half but doesn't pull it out because if he pulls it out and the grabber like sees the cord detached from the receiver, he'll pick up on it. So mm-hmm. he rips it in the middle so that when it's the cord still hanging down, it kind of looks like it's still attached. Mm-hmm. He fills the receiver with dirt, hangs it back up. Um, we then see him tie the cable to, to a screw in the wall and pull it tight. Okay. We don't know what that is yet. There's a screw kind of sticking out of the wall, and he takes the cable and wraps it around and pulls it tight. Mm-hmm. He then looks at, looks up at the window, and it's raining. We cut to Gwenny riding her bike in the rain, looking for the house mm-hmm. again. And then she's she's like, please, please, seven 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 four one seven seven four one. All the ghosts are standing right in front of her yeah. in the street. So she falls off her bike and gets up. No one's there, but she looks and she's in front of 7741. We also see that there's a similar looking house across the street. Question 15. What do you do? 
what does Gwenny do? I don't think that I as a child should be going into this alone. Okay. Considering he grabs children. I, I need I need backup. <laughs> Gwen's on her walkie talkie <laughs> calling for backup. <laughs> Hello. I mean she's doing Hello? more work than the detective. She may as well have a badge. Uh I'm gonna go to a house next door and um call the police and my dad and the town okay all all of the town okay Uh, does she go in or try to try to try to go look around point for you Gwenny does not go in she does go back to her house she opens up her dollhouse and I was like, bitch, Jesus is not going to help you here. What are you doing? But instead, she pulls the detective's business card out of her Bible. Good job, my little friend. So she calls the detective directly. Cut to the grabber buying a creepy tarp and some cement. Oh, no. Cut to Max doing coke. And then looking at his board and squinting, and he cocks his head. Cut to the detective getting Gwenny's call. Max, looking at the dots around the street, zooming in really, really close Mm -hmm. to the street that's between the dots. And then he looks at the basement door. (sighs) Cut to cops driving, Gwenny riding. Max goes to the basement door. What do you do? What does Max do? Max goes to the basement door. But it's it's locked, but like it's 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 locked to say this is my house as my guest. You're welcome to whatever except to go down in this basement. But it's not <laughs> like it's like it's not like it's carlunked or something. I'm going down. Hand in hand. Okay. Point for Max. So he looks at the door. He's about to walk away from it, but then turns back. Okay. Cut to Finney pacing back and forth. The phone is like doing this weird, like pulsing thing. He then sees the light come on, meaning someone's coming down the stairs. He grabs the phone with the dirt in it. And he stands there. The door opens. (laughs) The door opens. It's Max. And Finney looks at him and is like, well, who are you? And Max says, I knew he was hiding something. And Finney says, call my dad. Call, call my sister. Call, call anybody. And Max says, don't worry. He's not here. But do you want to hear the story of how I found you? Oh, my God. Axe Max. to the head. Axe to the head. To Max's to head. head. Yes. And we see, and this was really creepy because it like we see the gra- the sh- the grabber like from behind him on the stairs, axe him directly in the head. But like Max doesn't die right away; he like walks forward sure. with like the axe in his head and blood spurting everywhere. Yeah, he's got a lot of coke through his veins right now. Yeah, it's keeping, keeping you alive keeping for him a up. <laughs> so wow. now we cut- he just killed his brother. That's not good. It's that not is not good. We are devolving. Good. It's really coming off the rails, the coke rails. Cut to the cops pulling up where Gwen is. So she's outside the house. The cops go in the house. Cut to the grabber 
down in the dungeon and he's holding the, oh no, he says, he's like, you made me kill my brother. He's like, he was an idiot, but he was my idiot. And now we see that the mouth is like open, like a sort of an open, different smile situation. And he says, we'll have to put you with the other naughty boys. No. Oh, no. Cut to the cops knocking on the door. Hello. Cut to uh, the grabber pulling the axe out of Max's head. And Finney is holding the phone. And he says, why are you holding the phone? I told you it doesn't work. And he says, you're special. I'm going to take my time. Samson. And he calls Samson. Cut to the cops busting down the door. It's the wrong house. It's just a house across the street. No. No. Is that 7714? Or am I 7714? So we're looking Oh, because I around. could see 7714 <laughs> across the street. <laughs> I could see 7714 across the street. <laughs> oh, God. But, the, but I will say the house looks almost identical. Sure. So, wrong house. Cut to the grabber now tying, bringing Samson down. Samson is a giant, big, beautiful black dog, but scary. uh, Scary. Yeah. And so he ties Samson to like a, a hook, you know, so he's like free, but his chain has a limit to it. The cops go in, realize it's the wrong house cut to the grabber lunging at you with the axe okay you have made a trap okay Mm -hmm. you have all the things that you have you have all the things that you've done what do you do all right i'm gonna what am i gonna do what am i gonna do okay i'm gonna I'm good. <laughs> so he has an axe. Yes. The dog can reach me? Not in all parts of the room. And you, and I would also remind you that you're a 13-year-old quick little sprite. Great. I was going to throw some meat at the dog, but I, I feel like I can get by him. Okay. Uh, but maybe I'll have some meat on hand just in case. Ethan Hawke's got some meat. (laughs) (laughs) He's got some meat on hand. (laughs) Not appropriate. That's not what we're doing right now. (laughs) He's trying to murder me. Sorry. Keep going. (laughs) But damn, does he look good doing it. (laughs) I love a beefy man with an axe in his hand. (laughs) Just not at me. Thanks. Okay. Just for wood. (laughs) Just for chopping wood. Thank you. Uh, okay. I'm going to do some sort of these things. All right. Let's hear it. I, I set up a tripwire and that's going to trip him and I'm going to throw the phone at his head, throw some beef at the dog in the other direction. I'm going to run up the stairs away. Okay. And uh, probably maybe if he drops his axe, which would be great. That would maybe be great. That I would be grab great. that. Yep. Actually, I mean, if I grabbed that, I'd probably just chop him up right then and there. Yeah. 
that would I be agree. the way to go. Okay. But just, but you know, if things are moving fast, I probably just got to get out of there. I hear you. If, if, yeah. if there's no axe. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Love that's it. What, that's what, that's what Finley's going to do too. Cause I've only got one answer. So <laughs> point for you. Half a point for Finn. Cause he, he, uh, he's rigged himself a nice little obstacle course here. A little so home what he alone does, action. A little home alone action. So what he does is he kind of runs kind of, you know, past slash underneath the grabber because he's tiny and sprightly. Runs to the bathroom. The grabber chases him. He has set up a wire where the grabber trips and falls into the hole he's made. Finn nice. has also taken the grate from the window and propped it up so it's kind of like at a weird angle in the bottom of the hole. So when the grabber falls into it, his ankle snaps. Nice, Finny. So now he's stuck in the hole. And Finny is like cornered, you know. Uh, the grabber is between him and uh, getting out of the little alcove. And behind him is the dog. So he is there and, and the grabber is still kind of trying to grab at him right and he's still got the phone in his hand and so we see him uh do the move of step forward step, step back step forward, step forward it, swing. i think it's opposite and what we step see, back step forward step back swing yes and what i what we see is that robin knew kind of what the grabber was going to do doing. so yeah. it was in response yeah. to that uh. The grabber does manage to, so he hits him in the head multiple times, but the grabber does manage to grab him, uh, as he does, and he's got Finny in a, in a chokehold, so what Finny does is he rips the mask off, and now the grabber's like, ah, my face, doesn't want people to see his face, makes him freak out, so now Finny gets behind him and gets the phone cord and is behind him the way that Robin had that bully where it's like over oh, his yeah, head yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. strangling him with the phone cord and then the phone rings. But ah! like, it's obviously not connected yeah, to anything. Yeah. And so Finney, he's strangling him and he just holds the phone up to the grabber's ear and we just hear, welcome to the nightmare end of your pathetic little life. <laughs> you don't have much time. Today's the day, motherfucker. I can't kill you, uh, so Finn's going to do it for me. Finn's arm is mint. And as soon Aww. as he said that, Finn manages to like use the leverage he has and breaks his neck. <laughs> oh, Finn, you did it. You did it, Finn. And all the ghost boys helped you. All the ghost oh, boys. So oh, God. He slumps into the <laughs> hole. But we have one more problem, Kim. What? Samson is barking. Samson, Question 18. Eat this meat, Samson. I've got so much of it. Hand in hand. I've got so much frozen beef, my friend. So much beef. I've got Show so much Samson beef. It's beef. mostly this guy's body. <laughs> <laughs> All the beef you can eat, buddy. <laughs> Cut to the cops at the other goddamn fucking house. And they go down to a basement, and there's no Finn down there. 
but there is a dirt floor with four mounds of dirt down there. And they're like, oh my God, this is where he hides the bodies. He kills them somewhere else and hides the bodies here. Now we see Finn throw a raw steak at Samson, leaves. This guy's got two houses? Yep. Cut to the cops. Uh, so it was different times in the 70s. Yeah, right? Yeah. I can't even get one house. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you're like, I only have a house to kill people. I don't have anywhere to hide my bodies. <laughs> Where am I supposed to put my bodies? <laughs> so now we cut to Finn walking out the door across the street. Gwen sees him first and oh. runs to him. <laughs> they hug forever. They're sitting in the back of a, now they're sitting in the back of an ambulance all bundled up. And the dad is like sobbing at their feet. And like, they just are kind of comforting each other. And then we see a news report where it's like five bodies have been found. And the grabber, blah, blah, blah. He hid the bodies in this house across the street. He owned two identical houses and killed them in one and hid the bodies in the other. Cut to... Finn coming into school and we just hear everyone talking about him as he walks by and people just going, I thought he'd be bigger. Can you believe he killed the grabber? Blah, blah, blah. Mm. And Finn's just kind of smiling. He goes and sits next to Donna and Donna says, <laughs> hi, Finny. And Finn looks at her and says, call me Finn. Credits. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. <laughs> I'm crying. Did you it cry? Was, I'm crying. Are we I, all crying or just me? I I cried a little. Maybe you it guys was, weren't as involved as I was because I was living inside the fucking basement. You were living in it. You were living in it. Oh, I um, hated right. that. Let me total your points. Hi, Sammies. So we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Okay. You didn't do that As bad terribly. as we felt? Like yeah, either? you didn't do as bad as we felt. It felt like I died many times like i was the ghost and yeah the you didn't i mean you're in the icu but like you're gonna recover you're gonna be fine um but you did get a six out of motherfucking six for your dead or alive bitch. oh six out of six six out yeah! of six yeah, that's 100 percent. that is 100 percent. your questions nice. you got 24 <laughs> out of 36 i'll stick with the dead or alive i'll stick with the six yeah six for a total of 30 out of 42. It's not my best. But, but this I, was this was tough. This was tough. Really you was. were a 13-year-old boy stuck in a dungeon with beefy Ethan Hawk. You're like, <laughs> do I even want to leave? <laughs> <laughs> Which must have been confusing for yeah, you. Yeah, it was a little confusing. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, shoot. Yeah, we'll, we'll call it. We'll call it. We'll call it Beefy Ethan's fault. Beefy Ethan's fault, yeah. <laughs> um, shoot, you know what we forgot to do at the beginning? I know. Jan it's Jan I, re I just remembered the same. It's yeah. January 18th. We've already lost it. Ah, we'll get it back. Next, we'll get it next back. Next week. 
Oh, also, you know what I want to say? So I want to say all the things we have to say, but I also want to wish my dad a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Skip. It's my dad's 67th birthday today, and he doesn't look a day over 50. It's true. Like a day over young. 12. Yeah, he's a little 12 year old dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay, so here's the thing if you could rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, but also on Spotify, and then and also wherever you have it, wherever you listen, wherever the F you are listening and to. And even us, if you don't listen, on Spotify or Apple, mm-hmm. but you have them, just pop on in real quick. Beep, pop boop, boop. on in. Um, and then if you could follow us at KK Sam Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. We also have a Facebook page called Sammy Stay Alive Maybe. You can talk to us over there. And we have a Patreon where we do fun stuff over there. So come join us. And that's it. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Did we say on the podcast that, or was that a pre conversation about what that thing is, what that turkey sound is? The turkey sound. <laughs> I think we covered it. Like, we definitely said it pre recording, but that I think we did mention. Okay, just making sure that the people oh, know yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah, because we were talking about what um, what song are we coming out to? Oh, the White Lotus song. The White Lotus. And I am yet to remember the fire yeah. song. Yeah. But. She'll maybe think it was of it. Maritza. Sleep so maybe it was someone on New Year's. Sleep feels like it was Maritza it. or uh, Diana. It feels like a vi- or a Vince. It was Vince always on got New Year's. Yeah. Okay. We'll figure it out. Okay, right. guys. Uh, cool, we love cool, you. cool, cool. Thanks cool, for being part cool of that uh, inside story that didn't need to be here. I <laughs> uh, love you so much. Thank you for listening. This, this has been Kim and Cat. Stay alive. Maybe. So until next week. Stay alive. Stay alive. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.